0: This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Two children are dead following an early morning fire in Benton Harbor today. The Benton Harbor Department of Public Safety says firefighters were dispatched to the blaze at a home at Britton in Columbus about 3.40 a.m. with a report of people trapped inside. They arrived to find three adults and four children had already escaped. Firefighters went to work on the flames and found two deceased children inside the home. The victims were aged three and four. Several of the individuals who escaped the fire were treated for injuries at Corwell Health South. The cause of the fire is under investigation, and autopsies on the two children are planned at Western Michigan University. Their names have not yet been released. The home was a total loss. The alleged victim in the criminal sexual conduct case against former Lakeshore Public Schools teacher Perry Hepler is a minor. Berrien County Jail records show Hepler was arrested this week on four charges. They are one count of first-degree criminal sexual conduct with a person under the age of 13 and three counts of second-degree criminal sexual conduct with a person under 13. Hepler was a second-grade teacher for Lakeshore, although the school district says it does not believe the charges were related to the school. Hepler resigned when the allegations were made. He was arrested Tuesday and will be back in court March 8th. Congressman Bill Heisinga would support a ban on TikTok. He tells us a bill was advanced this week by the House Foreign Affairs Committee to allow a ban on the social media service due to its potential influence by the Chinese Communist Party. I view this as such a major threat to our country's security that I agreed that we needed to move forward with an outright ban or allow actually that the language says the president would be allowed to ban TikTok. And doesn't matter to me. You know, Donald Trump tried to do it previously. Uh, it was rebuffed by the court as the way he was doing it. This would give the authority to Joe Biden to do that. President Biden has already banned TikTok from many federal government devices. Heisinger says Congress has been talking about China this week with the first hearing of the new House Select Committee on the strategic competition between the United States and the Chinese Communist Party on Tuesday. Subject matters that members want to explore range from Chinese land purchases around the world to problems in the supply chain exposed by COVID. New support and new partners have been announced by United Through Motherhood in Benton Harbor, the group that's been collecting diapers to be given out to those in need around southwest Michigan. And this morning, United Through Motherhood announced grants totaling $48,000 from the Berrien Community Foundation and the Pokagan Fund to distribute diapers around the region. President Ruth Kramer told us they started with a diaper drive about a year and a half ago, and then the support came pouring in. What we found is that this diaper need, we didn't know how to quantify it in the beginning, and it's only been going on for a year and a half. But look, look at how much support there is, and these diapers are flying out of here. United Through Motherhood has been giving diapers to the Berrien County Health Department, neighbor to neighbor, and neighbor by neighbor. New to the list are InterCare, Hope Resources, Feeding America, and His Place Outreach Center. Intercare Health Center Manager Robin Galladay told us the health group sees the need every day. We do see a lot of patients, though, that have skin irritants. And, you know, some can get urinary tract infections from prolonged use of soil diapers. We even provide diapers when they come in and they need to change. You know, here's here's one, here's another one. Galladay noted public assistance program dollars cannot be used to buy diapers, creating additional challenges for those who are struggling. United Through Motherhood shipped out another 10,000 of them this morning making its total so far more than 25000 Anyone who wants to donate can send a check to Temple B'nai Shalom in Benton Harbor. Make it out to United Through Motherhood. Marion County Commissioners are in talks with township government leaders about opportunities for broadband internet expansion in their areas. Commissioner Terry Freeling told colleagues this morning she held a meeting this week with township supervisors on what to expect with state robin Robin grants coming up. It was a gathering of those supervisors to connect with our consultant to talk about what we know might be coming from those different ISPs so that they can be better prepared and take it back to their townships to then determine if they want to write a letter of support, repledge those dollars that were committed to the ARPA sub-grant that the county had put forward. The Robin program was included in the state's Building Michigan Together plan, setting aside $250 million to expand high-speed Internet. The deadline for Internet service providers to apply for Robin grants will be this month. Freeling says townships may want to offer funding of their own to support applications from ISPs for those grants. She said last week several ISPs have expressed an interest in working with the county, including one that's proposing near-total broadband coverage. A survey from AAA finds 68% of drivers are afraid of riding in a self-driving vehicle. AAA spokesperson Adrian Woodland tells us that's up from 55% in 2022 and a largest increase since 2020. Concerns about self-driving cars are significantly higher than they were when we did the survey last year. We didn't expect such a dramatic shift in consumer concerns from previous years. Woodland says the funny thing is that actual self-driving cars do not exist. What we found with our survey is that nearly one in ten drivers believe they can buy a vehicle that drives itself while they sleep, and that is not true. Woodland says recent high-profile crashes involving cars with some driver assist features may be contributing to the fear of such technology. AAA believes it's important to educate drivers about the usefulness of assistance technology while making sure they know they can't rely only on technology when behind the wheel. Dozens of St. Joseph storefronts are getting ready to come alive next weekend. The annual March Mannequins event returns to the downtown area Friday, March 10th, with the theme of board games. Daniel Crevere with St. Joe Today tells us there will be 34 different windows and every business at the market will have be a different room on the Clue board game. She told us more about what to expect for March Mannequins. A lot of the classics, you know, like Monopoly, Clue. Clue is what first one to go. Candyland was second. We've got, I think the most interesting, the most unique one is probably Wingspan. It's a beautiful game, so that'll be really exciting to yeah. see. And someone's doing the mystery dating game, which I thought was fun. Community members and volunteers will be posing in storefront windows from 7 to 8.30 p.m. next Friday, and visitors will be able to vote for their favorites through Sunday night at the St. Joe Today website. Meanwhile, the relatively new business in St. Joe... We'll be joining forces with Saint Joseph today. The to first host the first ever spring artisan fair next weekend. Union and Social, an event venue around the corner from Silver Harbor Brewing, will host dozens of regional artisan vendors next Saturday from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Saint Joe today's Daniel Crevier told us about that event. There's going to be just over between like 25 and 30 local artisans that will be there, and it's just a fun way to come out support, um, you know, Union and Social, and then and local artists. Participating artisans include Bake Effect, Emboldened Candle, M&J Creations, The Lonely Labrador, and many more. You can see the full list at our website. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues. Brought to you by Imperial Furniture and Dewajak, where furniture shopping is fun. The CEO of Norfolk Southern is scheduled to be on Capitol Hill next week to talk about the massive train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, that dumped toxic chemicals into the community. The hearing with the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee follows a bipartisan push between lawmakers on enacting better safety standards for freight trains. Or if maybe sees Rachel Scott on the proposed legislation. It would enhance safety precautions for trains carrying hazardous material, like requiring that wheels be scanned for heat every 10 miles, mandate a two-person crew, authorize $27 million for research on safety improvements, and increase fines for those who break the rules. It's unclear when exactly this will come up for a vote, but there is a growing number of Democrats and Republicans who say they support this, and the White House is making it clear that the president is behind it as well. The Justice Department says former President Donald Trump can be sued by injured Capitol police officers and Democratic lawmakers over the January 6th insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. The department's position that Trump was not immune from such lawsuits was laid out in a filing before a federal appeals court released today. The brief was filed by lawmakers in the Justice Department's civil division and has no bearing on a separate criminal investigation by a department special counsel into whether Trump can be criminally charged over efforts to undo the results of the 2020 presidential election ahead of the Capitol riot. Pennsylvania man arrested for putting an explosive into his checked luggage. Appeared in court today. ABC's Aaron Katursky has more. Mark Muffley mouthed, no I'm not, after a prosecutor told the judge he represented a danger to the community. The judge appeared to agree with the government and ordered Muffley detained. He's charged with possession of an explosive in an airport after the FBI said agents found an explosive in his suitcase. The defense said it was nothing but a firework, and prosecutors didn't necessarily disagree, but said it still posed a threat to the aircraft and to passengers. When Muffley was paged over the airport intercom, he called his girlfriend to pick him up. And once in the car, prosecutors said he changed his telephone number. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. Family members are awaiting the results of DNA testing to identify victims of a train crash that killed nearly 60 people in Greece. Workers, meanwhile, went on strike today, saying the rail system is outdated, underfunded, and dangerous. The government has blamed human error and a railway official was charged with manslaughter. Meanwhile, emergency crews inched through the mangled remains of passenger carriages in their search for the dead. The collision of a passenger train and a freight train late on Tuesday was the country's deadliest rail crash ever. The U.S. House Ethics Committee is voted to establish an investigative subcommittee to probe allegations made against Republican Congressman George Santos or maybe she's Elizabeth Shulze. This is the embattled congressman from New York who is facing all sorts of allegations of fraud. He has been accused of lying on multiple fronts. We know that he has fabricated large parts of his resume, his education, his work experience, other parts of his background. So this was a unanimous vote by this uh, committee in the House to establish a subcommittee. They make a point of saying just because there will be an investigation does not mean that he's guilty. But of course, this does escalate the, the questions into Santos' among many of the questions that we've already seen. The judge has turned disgrace to South Carolina attorney Alex Murdaugh's fate over to the, to the jury in his double murder trial. Deliberations began today after a defense lawyer for Alex Murdaugh said in closing arguments the state agents were so determined to convict him of murder in the killings of his wife and son they lied about or misrepresented the evidence. The attorney Jim Griffin said investigators focused solely on Murdaugh and conducted the investigation so poorly any evidence pointing to someone else was never gathered Griffin says they didn't look for fingerprints or shoe prints or possible DNA on Maggie or Paul Murdoch's clothing. The operators of a chain of New England addiction treatment centers are charged with a scheme to defraud millions from Medicaid and Medicare for services not rendered. More maybe ABC's Dave Packer. Michael Breyer of Massachusetts and Meyock Bruning of Rhode Island accused of scamming the federal government out of millions. U.S. Attorney in Rhode Island, Zachary Cunha, saying that the two led a scheme while operating Recovery Connection Centers of America to bill Medicare and Medicaid millions for treatments that either never happened or sessions that were far shorter than claimed. And by billing for so many therapy sessions in one day that it would have been physically impossible for a provider to have conducted the sessions. Breyer has been charged with health care fraud, aggravated identity theft, money laundering and obstruction. Dave Packer, ABC News. The Environmental Protection Agency is expected to propose restrictions on harmful forever chemicals in drinking water after finding they're dangerous in amounts so small as to be undetectable, but experts say removing them will cost billions, a burden that'll fall hardest on small communities with few resources. Concerned about the chemicals' ability to weaken children's immune systems, the EPA said last year that PFAS could cause harm at levels, quote, much lower than previously understood. The expected announcement is intended to address the growing gap between the health science and regulation. And the CDC has issued a new report on the dangers of contamination when it comes to feeding newborns. More from Brian Clark. The CDC examined two babies hospitalized for meningitis over the last two years. One died, the other recovered after three weeks of antibiotics. Both tested positive for Chronobacter sakazaki. The CDC linked one case to formula, but since a sealed version of that same formula did not have the bacteria, a dirty scoop or utensil likely caused the contamination. The other was linked to a contaminated breast pump. The CDC says all infant feeding items should be cleaned regularly. Brian Clark, ABC News. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.